few for, for a few minutes today. We've been we've been talking about a lot about the others. We've been starting to introduce Avram Avinu to us, speaking about Noyach, speaking about a lot of the the beginning parsha Satayra. and we're going to continue and even continue today to speak about the parsha Satayra, Unbelievable, life changing experience of really analyzing Avram Avinu and learning from Avram Avinu. There's a there's a Chazal that says Chayv Adam Loimer. A person's obligated to say, When are my actions going to reach the actions of my others? This is something what we're doing is an absolute obligation to study our others and to try to really push our actions towards the others. We want to one day by Kriyas Amesa meet Avram Avinu and he recognizes us. We have Shaykhist to Avram Avinu. Reb Dessler asks contradictions. Reb Dessler asks contradictions, Avrami, where he says is, um, he has contradictions in Chazal. Really, the Gemara speaks about it. If Zchus Avais ended or not. Is it Yitamu Zchus Avais or not? The Zchus of the Avais, did they end? Is there no more Zchus Avais? Or it still exists? The Gemara asks contradictions. Reb Dessler says that if a person has no similarity to the Avais, there's no more Zchus Avais. It used to be earlier days if you had no shaykhs to the Avais, but the schus to the Avais helped. Today that's over. But if your actions mirror the, the Avais, if you have actions that are similar, then you have schus Avais. He says like a mushal that a guy is a traitor, a guy is a traitor to the country, and his father was a big loyalist to the king. So he said, that the king, though, the guy's a traitor, he's going to kill the guy. But if the guy looks exactly like his tata, his mom is a spitting image of his father, Yosef. So then the king says, you're a spitting image, I just can't kill you. You're a spitting image of your tattoo, such a loyalist, I'm not killing you. Reb Dessler says that if we look like the others in behavior, if our behavior is, we, we live to that chazal, when our actions going to be similar, so then, so then we have schosavis. Lemaisa, lemaisa. I want to continue today to discuss the Avais, but I have to go on an aside for a few minutes to tell you something that I despise. I'm not such a hater, Baruch Hashem. I'm not against many things in this world. This is something extremely important to me in discussing the Avais, and this is something you will find. I, I, want you to cre- I want to create within you and help create a sensitivity to this. There exists a train of thought it exists by a certain segment of Klai, so all Yidin are good. We love Yidin. But there exists a train of thought that to me is not just wrong, it's stupid. <clears throat> it's wrong, but it's also silly. The train of thought, you will hear some rabbi get up, and I'll start like subscribing feelings to Avram Avinu. And like, putting things on Avram Avinu because he would think that way. You see, Avram was the type who got scared and Avram was nervous that, and saying like, and it becomes like an utter, just a comedy show. Now they'll bring proofs to it. They'll show you three things and it will, say, it will be under the guise of intellectual. It will sound intellectual. Now I want to explain very simply to me why it's stupid. To me. Why this is silly. I was Zaycha to know a Yidrib Chaim Brim I was awed. I can't wrap my mind about how big he was. I, do you know anybody who doesn't eat ever? Who doesn't eat for years, just eats at night? But not at night right after. You know, fast every single day? 
But not just he fasts. He fasts not amazing. They're Goyim who fasts. But he's a happy, positive person who fasts. That's, that's mind-blowing. I can't wrap my mind around Reb Chaim Brim. A yid who fasts, by the Goyim have aesthetics. People who separate from this world, they're typically not warm, mushy, funny, happy people. It's not what you're going to find. The contradiction of a yid who fasted for years, he only ate at night, and not right after Shkir, the first time you can eat. He ate after the last person left. Yet, Reb Chaim Brim was with it, warm, mushy, geschmack. The amount of Torah he knew, the amount of Torah knew, breathtaking. His middays, I told him my aunt was sick, a man in front of me started crying. Either he's the biggest actor you ever met in your life, and he's not, I don't believe he's an actor, he started crying. I've seen people that I felt were fake. This man was real. I can't fathom, I couldn't stand there. I wouldn't have the audacity to say, you know, Chaim Brim, I tend to think, I wouldn't tell you what he was feeling. He's much bigger than me, much. I can't wrap my mind around Reb Chaim Brim. I just can't. Reb Chaim Brim told us about the Chazanish. Reb, I never met the Chazanish. died before I was born in the 1950s. No, Baruch Hashem. The, the <laughs> Reb Chaim Brim told us about the Chazanish. The Chazanish dazzles. Like to hear about the Chazanish, it's like <gasps> you lose your breath. And Reb Chaim Brim would never have said about the Chazanish, like start like explaining the Chazanish. Reb Shach who's a contemporary of Reb Chaim Brim, said he can't fathom Reb Yisrael Salanter. He just can't fathom. It's beyond his... It's, it's out of his league. So it becomes like very silly that somebody who's worked on himself more than you, who understands more, is more developed, and you put like your feel... That's what you're thinking. Who said, you know, it's what he's thinking. It becomes just, if, if a friend of mine would start saying, Reb Chaim would start like analyzing Reb Chaim, like you really understand him, he, he, worked, he worked for 80 years like a tiger on himself. It becomes like you want to say a little bit, you'd have to be so cautious and careful, and it wouldn't be very serious to me, but somebody would take their way of thinking and like stup it on him. I don't think you relate to him very much. You didn't see what the man did, how much he worked. And then he's talking about an earlier gen and an earlier that we you read this hadiris of earlier generations with different capacities. To me, it just becomes silly that when a man stands up, and while Avram was feeling, you see, it becomes like a very silly exercise. What I when we study the Avais, what we do is only what the Torah tells us about the Avais and Chazal. And what Chazal tell us about the Avais, I don't make up new sins of the Avais. I don't appreciate when people come along. Well, Yaakov Avinu, we see, was a little flawed there. Chazal tell us that in the Kisei covered of Hashem, there's a picture of Yaakov Avinu. Mm-hmm. You know what that means? There's a picture, the Mus of Yaakov Avinu, on the throne of Hashem. And the guy's getting up there, well, you see, Yaakov was a little faulty in that. Stop, stop. Now, being honest, for full disclosure, there are chreinim that sometimes seem to do it. Sometimes seem to do it. The only thing I say is they knew kola kula, and maybe they're not quoting their source. They may have sources in Kabbalah, in Midrashim. I don't know. I don't know. I just know. I, don't, I know this from Svara that I get very turned off. If somebody starts like putting their, and I've seen it done, there's a certain school of thought that quote, they, they feel they're scholarly and they'll cover it. The guys will be scholarly works. 
They'll use fancy words. I don't take it seriously. I don't, it's like just, not just I don't like, I don't take it, it's like a joke to me. Like, uh, I, it's just, I'd rather, I think it's more from to watch a Met game than to analyze Torah that way. Go with Chazal, what the Torah tells us. Be very loyal to what Hashem tells us. Study the Psukim, study what it says. Try not to give your own like psychological understanding of the Avais. You're not going to get into the minds of the people that are... Now, we have to study them, but through the prism of the Torah of Chazal, or Rishonim and Achreinim, great Rishonim and Achreinim, study what they tell us about Avram Avinu. Try not to be too creative. Try not to be too... That's what I wanted to give this disclosure, because we are studying the Avais. So I have to give this disclosure. I ask you... I think sophisticated people, I think you're sophisticated people, you'll sense the difference, you'll hear two people, and one person speaking has the full understanding of the greatness of Avram, and in speaking about Avram Avinu, it's with tremendous understanding of the, and another person, like Hordes, like analyzing Avram, like, they're anal, like, they're, like they have some client they're doing psychological work on, it's like, it's, it's disgusting, it's really, it's, it's just silly, it's, what are you doing, what are you doing, and they'll hide in the most intellectual way, I had a bacher, I had a bacher I like a lot, today he's married with children, he's a very bright guy, and I remember he once showed me a paper, he was like blown away, Rebbe, you'll love this, he hands me like a writing of a scholarly guy, I, it's such hashkoch, I didn't vomit over all the papers. It was like such, I held it in a nace that I didn't vomit. It was like disgusting. But not it was, and it's not intellectual. Don't fall, guys. Somebody uses fancy words, doesn't make it intellectual. Somebody quotes a lot. They'll quote different articles and you'll say, whoa, it's not intellectual because you quote, it's not intellectual. Don't fall for a thing. Not everything's intellectual. It's intellectual, it's intelligent. It was so not intelligent, this guy's, just blabbering about, be careful, be careful. I, there's one person who does towards this who I like, only one, and I like him because he's smart, but I still don't agree with him on his view of the Avais, on the view of the Torah, but I read his stuff, it's, it's like towards this, it's like, a, he has like a drip of this, and I read him in the summers. And even then, like, he's wrong, he's totally wrong on Chomish, but he's bright, so I like his intelligence. But don't fall, for, I beg you to be sophisticated. Be careful when somebody's talking about Avram Yitzhak. Be careful and don't fall, no matter what type of vocabulary they have, no matter what type of presentation, make sure that you buy in this Avos, Avram Avinu. I hope all of you in your lives to get opportunities, you'll go to Eretz Yisrael and you'll meet very big people. You'll meet Rav Aaron David. You'll meet Rav Aaron David and you're like, oh, you can't believe it's, there's like a person alive. Like you have to meet the person and watch his entire life given to Hashem. Every waking second is dedicated to, to Hashem. There's a person like this, real people, and then you'll realize it becomes kind of silly. Like a guy to sit back and he's lying down in his hammock and like giving his interpretations and his analytics. It becomes kind of silly and always it will have the guise of intellectual. The big, the big Bible critic, the big intelligent guy, it becomes silly. So I, I, I give that warning as, a, as an important warning to me because we're heating up in our study of the Avais. So I give, that, I give that warning to everybody.
There's, I want, we'll read a Rashi too. There's a Rashi. You want a glimpse from Chazal. This is real stuff. I'm going to read a Rashi to you. Now, I'm just, I'm just learning this even to continue on this, to give you a picture that we don't fully understand. And <laughs> just above us, things are above us. I'm going to read you a Rashi, Chazal, just to hear about Avram Avinu a little bit. They're coming down to Egypt with his wife. There's a starvation. There's a hunger in Eretz Yisrael. And Avram and Sarah are going down to Mitzrayim. And a simple Rashi. They're coming down to Egypt. And he says to Sarah, Hine. Now, Hine, behold, always means subtly. Uh-oh, something new. Hine is a very important word. I once spoke by Arichos. I said two years ago about the word Hine. It's a long conversation. It's a very important word in the Torah, Hine. We spoke recently about Hineini, now Hine. What Hine? What's Hine? Hine means alas. <gasps> Whoa. Hine is a mashmois. Like, that's Hine means. And he says, Hine. Hey. Suddenly something occurs, Tavram. Hine no yadati. I now know surprise. Kiisha yifas mareot. You're very pretty. Says Rashi, didn't know till now. Whoa. Whoa. Hine. <laughs> He's married a long time. He's married a long, long time. And he's like, whoa, you're pretty. Says Rashi, what's this, Hine? Says Rashi. Medrash Agada. Rashi brings the Medrash. Yeah. Rashi brings the Medrash to Sarah. Rashi brings the Medrash. And the med- Rashi's bring the Medrash. He's bothered. What's the Hine? Says Rashi. Ad Both were very Tzniyastik. He did not recognize her beauty. Now, through this, he read, he didn't know till now. That's what, that's what, that's what the first shadow, he did not know till now, because of Tzniyus. Now, if you think we have any shaykhs to this, any, now don't start putting, but shouldn't the husband and wife, blah, 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 blah. they're not us, they're not us, face it. These are the avais and the imais, people on levels that are way beyond us. So you might ask, I don't get it. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't like us. Don't try to think they were. Uh, were they angels? No. They had taivas, they had the eight saharas, but, but they were bigger than us. Yes. <laughs> if, unless you relate to this, that a guy's married many years, didn't know his wife's pretty. But th- because of the tzneyu shebishneim, that's a, that's a chazal. Now Rashi has two other, now Rashi has two other psokim. Two other pshatim. Rashi's pshat too is different. Rashi's pshat too is, is through tayrech haderech. Normally a person, after they come out of a car, you look like you came out of the washing machine. You're like all crinkled up. You're just, after a car trip, she stayed beyofia. So now I see the extent of your beauty. Even after such a, a, an arduous journey, such a rough trip, you still look pretty, so I see the extent of your beauty. Rashi has a third shot that I always knew you were beautiful. Now it's time to worry about it. Hine, behold. Till now you were beautiful, but now it's worrisome. We're in Mitzrayim. But I wanted to bring the first shot just to get a picture. Now, it says, there's something I want to tell you that's really not about Avram, and we'll end with this for today because we have to get to Shirim. It says, the Pasuk says, Hashem promises Avram Avinu as follows. Hashem says to Avram Avinu, I will bench anybody you bench, anybody you curse, I will curse. You have the power, you give brachas, I will bench anybody you bench, and I will curse anybody you curse. Does anybody notice in language, I want a language kasha, I'm going to read the words again, and from the guys, I want to, I want to, 
I want a person to notice a language question. I will bench those you bench. And those you curse, uh-uh, I will curse. Question the language. What? Yes, 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 Maishala, excellent. It says, I will bench those you bench. It's what you follow. I will curse those you curse, but it switches around. And those that you curse, I will curse. I'll bench those you bench. So it says, first what Hashem will do, I will bench those you bench. So it say, I will curse those you curse. But it doesn't say that. It says, I will bench those you bench. And those that you curse, I will curse them. It should say, I will curse those that you curse. Like, Why the change in the order? It's like for Aram if he does curse somebody. Like, I hear, I hear, I hear. Mm-hmm. So I once saw Pshat, and I'm, I'm coming as a total aside because I want to speak about a topic. I once saw Pshat, a Vishmaka Drash. I once saw. That Hashem said to Avram Avinu, when you bench somebody, they're going to bench you back. They're going to bench you back. Because, because you're benching them. You're, you want good for them. So I'm going to bench the people before you bench them. Somebody I anticipate you bench, I will bench. Because if you bench the person, his bracha back to you will be stronger. But the cur- I will bench before you bench them. When you somebody I know you're going to be mivarich, I'm going to give him bracha. I'm going to give him a lot. So that ho- but the bottom line is, who do you want owing you favors? Who do you want giving you back? A gebenched person or or not a gebenched person? I will bench those I know you're going to bench. Before you bench them, I will bench them. Those you curse. I don't want the, the worst clawless by a bitter person. So I don't, I only, I'll only, when he curses you, you're going to curse him, he's going to curse you back. I'll only curse him later on. He won't be such an accursed person when you curse him. So when you curse him, then and only then will I curse him. That's what I once saw up shot. What I want to say to the guys, really, and this is really touches, this really touches the aside of Avram Avinu. The drash is a cute pshat in the psukim. But the, the drash comes with the premise that a benched person, his brachas are better, and a cursed person, his klolos are worse. When you're benched, your brachas are better. When you're cursed, your klolos are worse. What I want to say to the guys is Avram Avinu is the person who impacted the world. The Lushan of the Rambam is he was Makar of tens of thousands. What was the mid of Avram Avinu? Chesed. What was the mid? Chesed's a good one. What else? Tell me a, a midah, not, not a mitzvah. Midah. Tell me another mid of Avram Avinu that you see in Chazal. It says there's, there's such a thing with it, that he had good midas. Another midah that you find open in Chazal. Ayin Toiv. Ayin Toiv. It says, it's a Mishnah Navais. It says, whoever has the following three Midas is a Talmud of Avram Avinu. Ayin Toiv. Ruach Nemucha Nefesh Shvela. Three Midas. Humble. It's Ayin Toiv. See good on people. Humble. And, and also a person who's not too into Taiva, into Gashmis. Limited Gashmis. Not too Shakua, not too sucked into this world. If you have those three midas, you're a Talmud of Avram Avinu. So Avram's an ayin toiv. 
has a good eye, sees good in others, wants good for others. And I am Taiv. This drash I told you that Hashem will bless before somebody who blesses. So if he's a blessed person, his bracha will be better for somebody else. I want to talk about this. Avram Avinu's mid is an ayin toiv. I want to talk how can we develop an ayin toiv. An ayin toiv is murder to have. And I'm, I'll explain why I put it into that drash. How do we come to have an ayin toiv? An ayin toiv means legit you want good for the next person, real. Real. You want good for the next person. There's something called an ayin ra. Eli, an ayin ra is deadly. Rabbeinu Yoyne writes, this is not cute like ayin har. If you look at a guy and you're upset about his success, you see somebody learning a lot, somebody has a lot of money, somebody's doing well in some way, it upsets you as is normal, as happens to every single guy sitting here, bar none, me, you, and anybody else. We struggle. We see good in somebody like upset by it. So says Rebbeinu Yoyna, that machshava does damage to the person. It damages the person. And it in turn damages yourself. Real. Rebbeinu Yoyna, in other Says, that machshava has the power to do damage to the guy you have an eye in Rabel. And in turn it does bad to you. You'll see why I'm going to get back to the drash in minutes. So I want to know, I asked, oh, one second, let me finish his thoughts. I asked the guy's Avalon. How in the world we have the something called an ayin ra? An ayin ra is a destructive force, Morty, to others and back to ourselves. An ayin toiv, a good eye, is the meat of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu changed the world because of his ayin toiv. He saw good in another person. He wanted good for other people. He was a doirish toiv. He saw it good for others. How do you have an ayin toiv? Our natural instinct is to not, in Yiddish we say you don't fragin good for, we don't want others to have good. How do you have an ayin toiv? I was zayich to have a grandmother, my father's mother, just her yard side. She was legitimately excited when anybody had success, anybody in the world. She was excited about people's success. The president, she was like so happy for the family. She was like happy for people's success. How do you develop an ayin toiv? That you want the other person's success. The natural is we're upset. Anybody's success, we want it, we feel we lost out on it. How do you get to be an ayin toiv? So I want to say as follows, the words of Rabbeinu Yoyna. I want to say words of Rabbeinu Yoyna. There are two parts, by the way, to ayin toiv. People to look good to you and to want good for them. Two parts to ayin toiv, a good eye. Both that the other person is good, and I want good for him. I'm talking about both things. He is good to see good in people. The natural, there are guys who feel, what do you want, Rabbi? I'm just so smart. I see people's flaws. What do you want from me? It doesn't, I'm just smart that I see people's flaws. So what do you want from me? Hang up, hang up. I'm not in the middle of the shit. Hang up, hang up, hang up, hang up. Never in the middle of the shit. Put away the phone. Never. Never. Put away, put away, put away, put away. Avrami, how do we come to have an ayin toiv? To see good for a person and want good for a person. How do we come to that? Never in middle shir, never. never. It's a to tzibur, not just to me. How do we want good for somebody else and see good in another person? How do we come to that? Mm-hmm. 
Our instinct, our natural thing is jealousy, is wanting bad for others, is an ayin ra. To see people think, I'm just so smart, I, I notice flaws, what do you want from me? You don't have to be smart to notice flaws in others. You just have to have flaws yourself. It takes intelligence, good eyesight to see good in people, to see mindless all over you. How do you develop an ayin toiv? So I want to tell you the words of Rabbeinu Yoyna and tell you a Rashi and Chumash. Rashi and Chumash says, Paray has a dream and he sees seven good-looking cows and the seven good-looking cows are a sign of seven good years. How do good-looking cows show good years, Rabbi Say? Says Rashi, the only way the cows would look good to Paray is if he had good himself. It's a sign of good-looking years. If in his dream he saw good-looking cows, Yenem only looks good if you're happy with yourself. So Avrami, if he saw good-looking cows, he must be having Yemei Seva. He must have good days himself to see good. Zevi, the rule is no phones, no phones. I'm going to take them away and break phones. No phones. No phones, chas with big boys, guys. No phones, no phones for now, for tomorrow, for next year. No phones. We're learning Torah. Focus, focus. No phones. I don't want to see a phone. To pull out a phone during shear is meshugah. There's people around. We've been a Torah. Let's go. So Rabbi say, how in the world? How? Where do we acquire this midah? If you have good yourself, then Yena looks good. If you're happy yourself, Yana looks good. Rabbeinu Yaina, when he speaks yeah. about the other person, when he speaks about Rabbeinu Yaina in Ayin Ra, when he speaks about a bad eye, Rabbeinu Yaina says, Somebody is not happy with his lot and he looks bad at somebody else, it does damage. We have the possibility of carrying around a gun that's just shooting indiscriminately, shooting people, and you can't be stopped because you want bad for people and it does damage. You know the only way to turn off the gun and instead to carry around something that benches people and elevates people is to be Sameach Bechelkoy. Hashem benches those who Avram benches, he makes them a gebenched person, a blessed person. A blessed person wants good for others. A blessed person wants good for others. That's the aside. Sameach Bechelkoy. Somebody who's happy with what he has wants good for others. If I'm completely happy and satisfied, then I want good for you. To the point, Rabbi Savrami, if you come to Yeshiva, everybody looks bad. You know you have a bad day and everybody looks bad. This guy's bad. That's bad. The next thing's bad. You have to ask, what aren't you happy with inside here? If you're Sameach Bechelkoi, people look good to you. All of a sudden, he looks good. I'm happy. I'm Sefridin. I'm happy. Then and only then could you have the ability to see good in others. But if you yourself are not satisfied and happy with your lot, with your situation, if you don't have Sameach Bechelkoi, other people look bad. I started a community in Blue Ridge together with Yitzhak Vinowitz. And the first meeting I had with the people, we're living together in close proximity. And I want people to live a tremendous comfort and happiness, the first meeting I spoke was B'Sameach B'Chelkai. Embrace and accept and appreciate your condition. I have what I need and I need what I have. If each person accepts his wife, his children, his financial status, accept, Hashem gives me what I need. I have what I need and I need what I have. 
If you learn to understand that and appreciate that, then you look at the next what a nice family. You want good for them. You see good in them. Sameach b'chelka is the key, Rabbi said, to be happy with what you have. It's one of the greatest brachas to have in the world to be sameach b'chelkai. I don't say it's one of the great. You, you said in a benching, you benched this morning. In benching we say, please bless us with the bracha shlema, the perfect bracha. Bakol mikol kol. Rav Aaron Cutler says that's the bracha that all the others had. They were sameach b'chelkai. Hashem berch savram bakol. Bakol means he said, I have everything. I have what I need. Yeshli koil, Yaakov says. I have everything. Sameach b'chelkai. Rabbi Yisai, this is the Nekoda. Avram Avinu is a person who is a mevoyrech, who blesses others. Heyei bracha. He's a person who is an ayin toiv who wants good for others. We're the Bnei Avram. We want an ayin toiv. We want to be a person who wants good for the other and sees good in the other. What we must acquire is sameach b'chelkai. We must learn to accept our conditions, our positions, our stature. We must learn to rejoice in what we have, to be satisfied. It takes work, it takes work to understand. Hashem gives me, gives me what I need. I have what I need, I need what I have. It's a focus, it's to think about. If a person can embrace his situation and really learn to celebrate it, to appreciate it, to see, to see all the goodness of his situation, focus on the brachas of his situation, see the mindless of his situation. If a person can truly embrace his situation, which we have the capacity to do, People typically like who they are, what they are. My son and I always discuss that people like their number of the anagram the best. We have such a midday ingrained in us that we could be Sameach B'chelkai. Embrace your situation. If a person learns to become Sufrid and completely happy with the situation, a remarkable thing happens. He wants good for other people and he sees good in other people. It's called an ayin toiv. And then, by the way, he can impact the world. Then you have an Avram Avinu. If you don't want good for others, you don't see good in others. You can't impact letoiv others. Then you become that powerful person. So I say to us all, the starting point to me is to acquire sameach b'chelkai. It's to learn to be happy with what I have, my position, to be completely comfortable and happy and settled and feel good. It takes a lot of focus on the positives of our lives. It takes an understanding that the challenges of my life are necessary also. Complete embracing of my position. If a guy's eating a delicious steak sandwich, orangutan the steak sandwich, somebody comes by any good food in the world, he doesn't mind, even better, he's just, I'm so happy, I'm enjoying my sandwich. Somebody has that, ah, it's good for, ah, excellent. But a guy's not enjoying his steak sandwich, then he's, he feels bad about what others have. So that's the meat I want to say is the shayrish for all of us who want to be like Avram Avinu. We want to have an ayin toiv. Let's start with this amech b'chelkai. It's 11.27. The shiurim will begin 11.35. Rav Wenglin is hilarious and geshmak. He's speaking to everybody here at 12 o'clock.